0: Wants to try my 18 layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings,
1: I would eat it. What are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Good morning and welcome to the All Colorado Everything Sports Podcast. This is Ace, your one-stop shop for your Colorado sports brief. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy. If you haven't done so already, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and like, follow, subscribe, and share the All Colorado Everything Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting stuff. All the greatest Colorado sports content you need in 15 minutes or less. And guys, happy Monday morning. A very exciting Monday morning in the world of sports. No, there's no more football being played in Colorado until the fall, but that doesn't mean there isn't anything to talk about because if as of yesterday, Vic Fangio is no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos, that is exactly what we're discussing this morning on ACE. We will do so with Sarah Bettinger of the Lockdown Broncos podcast and Predominantly Orange here in just a few minutes. But before we have that conversation, let's break down exactly what happened yesterday. We woke up on Sunday morning to the news that Vic Fangio has been fired from the Broncos after three seasons as the head coach. This is following a 7-10 season, a fifth straight losing season, and the sixth consecutive year the Broncos have missed the playoffs after winning Super Bowl 50. During his tenure in Denver, Vic Fangio had a 19-30 record, worst record for any Broncos head coach through three seasons, a 4-14 record against AFC West opponents, and of course consecutive seasons with a last place finish in the division. In his statement on the way out, Fangio said, and I quote, the foundation is in place for this team to accomplish great things. The future is bright for the Denver Broncos, and I wish the organization nothing but the best, end quote. Now, I'm just going to say this. Firing Vic Fangio was the right move, and credit to general manager George Payton for being the one to make that decision, but for all the people on social media cursing Vic on his way out and cheering his departure, I have a really, really hard time cheering along with them because this is a good man losing his job, even though I have no worry that Vic is going to be in the NFL moving forward. He will probably be the most sought after defensive coordinator this offseason. With that, George Payton emphasized this too, but Vic is a really good coach and is a great man of character. He really cared about his players, took care of his team, and a classy exit from Fangio, and I really, really appreciate that. With that, George Payton and Joe, and Joe Ellis addressed the media at noon yesterday to discuss the firing and what the new head coach search will look like. A couple of points to take away from that press conference. One, this search will be completely all George Payton's decision. He is the one leading the process, and this hire will be his call. Joe Ellis and John Elway are simply playing supporting roles. Joe Ellis said he's on the sidelines for this one. He will not travel to the interviews, which is the way it needs to be. George didn't show his hand and who they're looking for in the new head coach. And I firmly believe they're keeping their their cards close to their chest as well as keeping their options open. But he did say that they are and I quote, "Looking for a leader. We're looking for someone to lead the entire operation. We don't want to take a step back on defense, but want to upgrade the other phases of the ball. And I can't say leadership enough. We're just looking for the right leader for this organization. We will list some potential candidates." with Sarah here in just a second, but there are tons of names the Broncos need to consider in this process and know it is okay to take their time. Some of the names they want to look at are still in season, Dan Quinn, and still need permission to interview. Still waiting it out another week or two isn't the worst option. So with that, let's go ahead and bring in the expert Sarah Bettinger from Lockdown Broncos and Predominantly Orange to talk Vic Fangio and, of course, the search for the Broncos' new head coach here on ACE. Alrighty. Well, I am here once again on ACE with Sarah Bettinger on a very busy Black Monday morning. Sarah from Lockdown Broncos and predominantly orange. Sarah, first of all, good morning. How's it going? It's a crazy day so far.
0: It is crazy. It is crazy. But hey, we wouldn't have it any other way, right? we cover the NFL. This is the craziness that you know we just we're used to at this point. I feel almost like you know, like this is fewer teams than usual. I mean,
1: right. I don't know.
0: It does seem like maybe a, a a couple more names might pop up throughout the day, but kind of seems like the Broncos are one of just a, a, you know, an unusually smaller handful of teams that have a head coach vacancy. So, well, this year is more very- like a
1: free agency frenzy too. Like, yeah, coaches get yeah. like, oh, wow, let's get him. Let's get him. He's, yeah. he's now available. He's now available. That's kind yep. of what it feels yep. like. But it does on the, on, on the back end of yesterday's craziness as well, when it comes to the games from the Jags and the Colts, Titans barely securing the number one seed by the skin of their teeth to an absolute classic between the Raiders and the Chargers, where they really aren't any words to describe that game. But the <laughs> day started out with the early news of the firing of Broncos head coach Vic Fangio after three seasons mm-hmm. at the helm in Denver. When you are sipping your morning coffee and reading the Sunday comics yesterday, a notification comes on your phone letting you know that Vic is gone. Sarah, what is your initial reaction to Vic Fangio? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, first of all, I'm I'm usually at church all day Sunday from like literally 7 a.m. till like 1 p.m. So right. my phone was like blowing up like I, and, and of course, like I'm busy doing stuff. So I can't like I can't like sit there and be like, oh, my gosh, like, let's get the instant reaction. Let's get all this stuff up. Thankfully, I had kind of preemptively written something about like, you know, if he's let go here's where Vic Fangio could end up. So, I mean, the initial reaction for me, man, is just really one of like, not, not surprised by any means, but kind of now you start to really think a little bit more seriously about, okay, who could potentially be the next guy or like, what's, you know, what is George Payton going to say? And I know, you know, I know we're going to talk about that and, and what he did actually say, but yeah, you're right. Sunday, (laughs) Sunday was a crazy day. Literally from start to finish, we Mm -hmm. start with Vic Fangio being fired and then being up until I mean, it was almost midnight here or 11 p.m. At least when that that Chargers and Raiders game got done. So, I mean, it was just a it was the week 18 of the NFL. I mean, a a lot of people are thinking like, why did they do an eighteenth week and a 17th game? And I think yesterday kind of proved (laughs) the NFL (laughs) saying nobody's upset after yesterday. Yeah. Yep
1: absolutely i mean yeah i'm gonna go back and watch all those highlights again but uh but sarah um when we're looking at the article you posted on predominantly orange loved it by the way you and i recommend Thank everyone you. goes and reads it right after listening to this episode 16 head coaching options for the broncos or at least who they should consider in the hiring mm-hmm. process i'm gonna ask you a couple of names i won't ask you all 16 names but i'm simply going to list uh, three and sarah can you tell me why these guys should be considered um, one at a time or at least why their name should be at least within the topic of conversation so the first one Dan Quinn why is Dan why is Dan Quinn on that list
0: yeah Dan Quinn you know obviously I think he's done a great job with the Dallas Cowboys utilizing their personnel defensively extremely well I think the number of guys that came with him to Dallas from Atlanta speaks volumes about just the kind of players coach that he is the way the guys respond to him the way the guys, you know, like to play for him, work within his scheme. Obviously we'd love to see what he did with, with Micah Parsons, who of course he's a special talent, but you start to kind of think about what could he do with the Broncos talent. And then obviously he's one of the only coaches on the open market right now who's, right. you know, he kind of fits in that criteria of like a, you know, he's on the younger side compared to some of the other guys that might be considered. I mean, he's kind of in the middle uh, of a lot of the candidates, but he's kind of on the younger side in terms of some of the other guys that the Broncos might consider and uh, and he's you know, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the Super Bowl with the team and he's proven that he can hire some good guys around him. And so I think there's a lot going for for Dan
1: Quinn, for sure. Absolutely. He's definitely one of the names on the Broncos list, even though he's still, of course, on staff with the Dallas Cowboys. But his name is in that type of conversation. The second one um, is Brian Callahan. Why is Brian Callahan on that list?
0: I, when I was looking through kind of just the different guys and different names of, of coaches that could be candidates, I think like one of the things that really stands out to me is, is kind of the fact that I, I, and I was talking to Cody about this on the Lockdown Broncos podcast, like I would really like to have a, a coach that could work with any different kind of quarterback, whether the Broncos get a veteran, whether they go for a young guy, uh, whether they go for somebody who's kind of in the middle of the road. And, and I feel like Callahan has really done that. You know, he literally was with the Broncos through their, you know, recent glory years with Peyton Manning. But even before that, he, he endured the Orton and Tebow era. And then after that, you know, he's been with everyone from Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. Now he's been with Joe Burrow. He's been with a lot of different types of quarterbacks, levels of quarterbacks at their different stages of development. Um, not that he's necessarily been the reason for all the success that he's been around, but I think obviously, you know, you kind of start to wonder like what hand did he play in that success and how could he work with a potential, you know, young quarterback, if that's where the Broncos go or veteran QB, if that's the direction they go.
1: Broncos originally were thinking of Zach Taylor. Now we're looking at one of Zach Taylor's guys. And the last one um, that we have for you, Jared Mayo, uh, linebackers coach for the New England Patriots. Why is he on that list?
0: You know, really, I I, I kind of had just been doing some reading up and seeing what other, you know, insiders and people around the league are saying and connecting, making those connections. And it sounds like he's a, a guy who's going to get a lot of consideration from a number of teams this year, kind of like Brian Flores back in the 2019 offseason. Remember, the Broncos interviewed him uh, before he was ultimately, you know, I don't think he was even hired in the 2019 circuit. I can't remember if he was hired 2019 or 2020 at this point, but the Broncos interviewed him and didn't hire him. So I feel like, I feel like Mayo is kind of in that similar boat. He's like a, a, a coaching candidate that people are looking at, like, all right, do we want to get ahead of the curve here? Because we saw what Flores did in Miami. And now obviously he's been fired, which makes no sense, but you know, he, he had two winning records right away in, in Miami. So to me, you look at Mayo as a potential guy that could he do something similar. And, and and I guess people rave about his leadership. And obviously he's been a player recently. He's a very young guy. So he's gonna bring energy and and obviously that Patriots type of culture. So be really interesting to see if he gets an interview, you know, how how that kind of changes anything for George Payton for sure.
1: And George Payton yesterday during his press conference said they are looking for a leader. He didn't play a lot of his cards. He didn't show his hand, but one of the cards that he did show was saying they, they, don't, they don't want to take a step back on defense, but they want to upgrade other areas of the ball. But the one thing that George Payton wants is a leader and the right leader for the organization. Uh, Sarah, follow-up question for you. As of this morning, Brian Flores is no longer the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Is he a person that could potentially be on the top of that list when it comes to leadership qualities that the Broncos are looking for?
0: I I definitely think so. You know, you look at the situation that he inherited in Miami and and a lot of people I think would agree that what he came into with Miami was kind of a disaster roster wise anyways. And so for him to be able to come in there, surround himself with the right people and, and put together two winning seasons over the last two years. I know the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. I know they You know, they had that weird seven-game losing streak followed by – and I think it was the first time in NFL history any teams lost seven games in a row and then won seven games in a row in the same year. So, I I mean, it wasn't all peachy for him in Miami by any means, but definitely to be able to to win seven straight games in an NFL season, especially after you've already lost seven in a row. I mean, that guy's – he definitely knows how to galvanize players and he definitely knows how to galvanize a team around a vision – uh, it would have been nice to, I guess, have seen him make the playoffs. But I think that definitely he he will be, I think, you know, in the conversation for the Denver Broncos at this point. I don't know that anyone really expected that to happen.
1: Definitely not. But, Sarah, this is the start of a very busy couple of weeks, I'm sure, for yourself and for the Broncos and George Payton. We're looking forward to the coverage that you're going to bring in the in the next couple of days. And hopefully um, the Broncos will hire a good one, and we'll be happy to, to, to cover that well. So, Sarah, thanks so much, and as always, sure. appreciate the time, boss. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. As always, big shout out and thank you to Sarah Bettinger for joining us today on All Colorado Everything. Make sure and follow Sarah on Twitter at Sarah Bettinger and then follow the Locked on Broncos and Predominantly Orange podcast and writings, which Sarah and all of them produce daily content. It's amazing. It's great. Sarah and Cody Rourke doing great work there at the Locked on Broncos podcast. All the coverage you need of the Denver Broncos. As for today, that is all she wrote. We will see you guys on Wednesday. We will talk some CU Buffs basketball, women's basketball, because as you probably already know, in case you didn't, where have you been? They are the only remaining undefeated NCAA Women's Division One team left in the entire country. 13-0, set to take on number two Stanford on Friday. We'll talk Buffs on Wednesday. We'll see you guys then. Have a good day. Peace.